Friendly Four, Darkwing's Ducks, different names, still same old losers. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I hate the Muddlefoots. Man, you can't hate them. You I love them. <laughs> no, I love the Muddlefoots. Yeah, man. Um, Mike, we got a special episode today that we finally got to, a milestone, and uh, this is an episode when me and you first met, you you slapped it in my face and said, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we, I am psyched tonight. Yeah, this is your baby. So, guys, I'm going to stand back. You know, I, I'm, I will talk by all means, but this is Mike's baby. Um, I, I know he's going to go all over the place and he's going to be so super excited. So I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know I do love this episode. I do enjoy it. It is top five for me. It's uh, top five for everybody, I think. Y- I think so too, man. <laughs> but I haven't I, met a single person who doesn't like it. But it's number one for a lot of people, or even number three, or two or three, I was going to say, for a lot of people. If Justice Ducks and Darkly Dawn's the Duck aren't number one or two, this one's number one. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. for me, it's, I think it's number four or number five. But It's still I, in your top five. It's still in my top five. You know, I'm biased, so hey, that's just the way it goes. Hey, um, but he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. He he has some good parts in it a little bit, but um, you know what, Mike? Let's go ahead and get into it. Name the episode and tell us our production air date order. All right, so we got the greatest Darkwing Duck episode of all time, uncontested, really. Life, the Negaverse, and everything. What a great title, right? <laughs> um, I'll tell you quick where the title came from for those who don't know. That is the title of the third book in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series which was called Life, the Universe, and Everything. So that's where this title came from. Um, I lo- Again, I love this title. Um, the original air date for this one was Monday, November 18th, 1991. Look at that. We're almost done with November already. And it was the 45th in production order, coming directly after the two Justice Ducks episodes. Mm. So if you take those numbers at face value, it seems like they wrote Negaduck into the Justice Ducks episode mm-hmm. and then wrote this one to retroactively explain where he came from. Okay, so that makes sense. This one came after, uh, um, before Nowhere Going Fast, right? Production In production wise. order, yes. Although I think that one might have been made first. Okay, because to me, Jim doesn't sound polished at the beginning like he did on Going Nowhere Fast, but toward the middle, he starts getting more polished on Negaduck, you know? Yeah, these things were never made in a straight line. Okay. You know, I mean, the animation, the voice recording all happens at different times anyway. So mm-hmm. these episodes are pieced together when they're done. So it's 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 a crazy process to get 65 episodes done in a year, you know? Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, 45th in production order. Um, as for our story editor and our writer, it's interesting, our story editor this time. Um, our story editor for this episode is Steve Roberts. Um, I guess graduating from a, being a writer, we talked about him on Adopticon and Negaduck and um, Night of the Living Spud, and now he's doing story editor duties in this episode. Mm. Um, someone must have really loved his work, because that's definitely definitely a higher higher position here. Good for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Our writers are Kevin Campbell and Brian Swenlin, which remember they wrote Justice Ducks. Mm-hmm. So they are very familiar with these characters. The Fearsome as, Five. <laughs> as well as Liquidator, who they also wrote Dry Hard that we haven't gotten to yet. Next mm-hmm. time, next week. Um, so Kevin Campbell, Brian Swinland, two of the best Darkwing writers. 
and story editor Steve Roberts, one of the, another really great Darkwing writer. So we have some really fantastic people behind the scenes in this episode. Right. Um, Who, and, who's our animation studio? And <laughs> this is this is the cherry on the Sunday, basically. Uh oh, <laughs> man, it, it could have it could have gone wrong. Like this one could have ended up at Sun Wu or something like that, but this one ended up in Disney Japan, and. That goes such a long way toward making this one as freaking good as it actually is. Like, it's good. The writing is amazing. But going to Japan just brings this one over the top, especially because it went to the support studio over at Tama, mm -hmm. who you know I love their work. Uh, yeah. Remember, they did Comic Chameleon. They did Negaduck. They did Toys R Us. This is their best Darkwing episode. Definitely. And this might be, in my honest opinion, one of the most perfect half hours of Disney television animation they ever did, at least in that era. Because mm -hmm. this one is just really, really fantastic. Even something you wouldn't even talk about, like the editing. This one is so tightly edited. It's not slow. You don't get bored. The thing moves. Like, I, this, this episode has enough plot to be two episodes. I did catch one animation error, and it's toward the end. We'll, there we'll is talk. a really big one, but we'll mm -hmm. discuss the hows and whys of that when we get to the end of the episode. Okay. Any, anybody familiar with this one knows exactly what we're talking about because mm -hmm. everyone knows this mistake. <laughs> uh, it might be not as up there as Steelbeak's outfit changing, no, but it's still, a very, not. <laughs> it's still a very distracting mistake. But, you know, this is a very, very busy episode. Mm -hmm. so I get it. So yeah, this is this is again the greatest Darkwing Duck episode of all time because it's doing so much. It's introducing a really fantastic premise. It's got so many characters, not just the Fearsome Five. All the Muddlefoots are in here, and you have to admit, who doesn't love a good reverse universe story? Mm -hmm. I mean, before they came up with this title in their Bible for the show, the episode was just called Reverse Universe Story. Because <laughs> I've read the writer's Bible. Some episodes don't have the titles they have now. This one just had reverse universe story. No one came up with a clever title yet. I love it. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a lot, a lot of fun. And I think we should just talk about it because I can go into detail as we do. And and again, you don't have to back off, buddy. You can go on about anything you want. But you know, this is my baby. So why don't we just start? You All know? right, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, we start off, we got the Fearsome Five. They're enjoying some stolen loot. <laughs> yes, and uh, right off the bat, Disney Japan is absolutely wowing here. Like, this opening sequence went to, I think this is, this, this part, this is part of Thomas' studio. The animators here are the best animators they had working for Disney Japan. I love how the Fearsome Five is drawn. Everybody looks so definitive. Like, the drawings are fantastic here. Mm -hmm. Like, Liquidator, this is the best he's ever looked. Like, definitely. Like, the bubbles going up his body and the water moving inside of him. Mm -hmm. This is, and Bushroot, this is the only time, like, a really good studio got a hold of Bushroot. And, of course, Quackerjack. We know Quackerjack looks great when Disney Japan gets him. And I noticed something in the loot. I don't know if you caught it. There's a certain teddy bear Yep. And a, yes. We'll <laughs> say who this teddy bear is when it comes back later. But okay. if you ever, there's a lot of going on in this very first shot. All the characters are moving. They're grabbing their loot. Quacker Jack has the rings on his fingers he's looking at. But there is something very, very noticeable if you know where to look. Mm -hmm. 
moving on. Negadeth <laughs> is ready to go. He he he's gotten to the point where he wants nothing to do with these guys. And I do love how each of the fearsome five members has a moment in this sequence. Who is the first one to talk to Negaduck? It's your boy. Yep, QJ, baby. Oh, Quackerjack is drawn so well. He just jumps into the shot, gets right into Negaduck's face, and Negaduck, he goes, you never hang out with us after a caper. And Negaduck crushes him with his bag of loot and uh, makes it clear he doesn't want anything to do with them. He's got other places to go. Mm-hmm. And Liquidator, no, that couldn't possibly be it. And the Liquidator guesses it must be something else. And Megavolt, Megavolt hits the nail around the head. He has a secret hideout. Mm-hmm. And I love the way Megavolt's drawn. I know I say it a lot in this opening scene. This is the best Megavolt looks. He looks fantastic. And then Bushroot comes in. We haven't seen Bushroot in a long time, have we? It's been a while. It has been a very long time. And uh, so Bushroot comes in. We don't have a secret hideout. All whiny, but I love him. I love Bushroot. And this is a great bit. I'm not going to go too much into certain bits of animation, but this opening scene really warrants it. Negaduck grabs Bushroot's arm, ties it in a knot, then grabs his whole body and just ties him in a gigantic knot. And the animation, the flow of it, and the brutality of it is really, really good. And, you know, Negaduck tells him, if I told you where it was, it wouldn't be secret anymore. The only reason he has a secret hideout is to get away from the Geek Squad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it. So Negaduck grabs his stuff, grabs his loot, and he's gone. So everyone's disappointed, but someone gets an idea. A certain little doll gets an idea. Yep. Yeah, who is it? This is the only scene he's in. I'm glad he's in the episode, though. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's really cool they remembered him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Banana Brain comes up with the idea. Let's follow him and find out where it is. My favorite shot in this sequence, it's also my favorite drawing of Quacker Jack ever. After Banana Brain finishes talking and Quacker Jack has this really devious smile as he eyes the other Fearsome Five members. Oh, he's drawn so well. I think it, I use that so much on social media, this one shot. Oh, I can go on and on about this sequence. I shouldn't. Because we got to get this one under an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next shot, tell us what happens when we get out of this shot. Next sequence. Uh, next sequence is when we get uh, Drake, right? He's asleep. Mm-hmm. He's asleep. He's resting yeah. peacefully. Yeah, he's asleep. And then Goslin was trying to wake him up because it's Honker's birthday. Happy birthday, Honk. Yeah, come on. It's Honker. We all love Honker. Yeah. Yeah, but does Drake want to go? Of course not. He hates the Muddlefoots. He hates it. He makes it known in this episode. He grabs a bullhorn away from Goslin and lets the whole world know how much he hates them. Mm. And then um, tells her, just go with Launchpad. I mean, you'd think he'd want to go to Honker's birthday party, though. Come on, Drake. Yeah, it's Honk, man. Come on. Anybody. Go to go, go support Honker, man. How many times has that kid gotten you out of trouble? I know, right? <laughs> uh, but um, Launchpad's picking up the birthday cake. And again, I mentioned the editing this episode's so tight. The screen transitions to the bakery before Goslin's even done talking. Because if it didn't move, you know, this one's got so much going on. Tell me about the cake that Launchpad's picking up. Uh, it matches uh, the Pelican Thieves, uh, Pel- uh, Pelican Island's Island. theme. Yeah, it's got anchors <laughs> on it. It's got portholes. And, and just, Launchpad is such a, 
Launchpad's kind of gross here. The thing is a peanut butter, honey, and sauerkraut cake. <laughs> that was gross. He picked it out himself. Mm -hmm. um, so with Launchpad struggling with the cake, Negaduck shows up, arms full of loot, neither see each other, and Negaduck heads for the back room. Mm -hmm. In the window, who's watching what's going on? The fearsome four. Yeah, they're, they're watching. They follow Negaduck there, and they sneak in. I love this. As they're walking through the bakery, you know, Bushroot's like, we don't want Negaduck to see us. Mm -hmm. And they walk right past Launchpad. All four of the most dangerous criminals ever politely apologize to Launchpad for getting in his way. <laughs> Every single one of them. Excuse me. Sorry. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> and Launchpad sees them, realizes, you know, something's up. Let's get DW. Mm -hmm. So um, no one's seen Negaduck yet. He hasn't seen Negaduck. So it's time for our birthday party. How is Honker passing the time? What was Honker doing? I'm trying he to remember. Was reading. He was reading a social studies book. Mm -hmm. Because I remember Herb was on the grill. He was cooking those, those coconut burgers, which I've never heard of, but it sounded good and it looked good. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time in the series somebody mentions coconut burgers. It is. It does come back again. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole backyard is designed to look like Pelican's Island. He's got plastic palm trees. He's got luau stuff, the paper lanterns. He's dressed as a skipper. Um, and he forces Drake to wear a Pelican's outfit yeah, with yeah. the red shirt and the sailor hat. And yes, coconut burgers, um, which is basically a burger patty with a half a coconut slapped on top. <laughs> I don't know how that would taste. I don't like coconut, but um, I love coconut. I love it, man. That might be pretty good then. Who knows? <laughs> burgers with a hint of coconut. That might, mm -hmm. Herb might be onto something. I know, right? <laughs> um, so Drake realizes he has to get the heck out of there just in time for Launchpad to show up, totally out of breath. Um, and Herb is so committed to this Pelicans Island themed birthday party that mm -hmm. the cake has to wash ashore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he tells everyone the cake is washed ashore. Um, Launchpad passes out and tells Darkwing the um, the fearsome five are at the bakery. I'm sorry, he tells Drake. Mm -hmm. And then when Drake needs um, a distraction, Launchpad goes, "How about dying from exhaustion?" Um, but how does Drake distract everybody so he can leave? He trips uh, Hank, or Tank. Sorry, I said Hank. <laughs> Hank. Uh, he trips Tank, and he lands into the cake. Yeah, face first, right into the cake. Um, but that's it. That's all the distraction Drake needs. He's out of there. He heads to the bakery. Mm -hmm. um, I love how the next sequence begins of Negaduck staring into the giant birthday cake. The colors, the shadows, the light coming out of it. Like, this is the kind of stuff that... This is why this episode was sent to Disney Japan, because... The colors pop in this one so well. And the lighting effects and the special effects, we haven't gotten to like the big special effects scene yet. But um, so the Fearsome Four show up, catch Negadok off guard, and then immediately realize, you know, they walked into a hornet's nest because he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And they have no answer. And then finally, who shows up? Darkwing. He gets an entrance line. His entrance line, one I love, one of my favorites is, I am the cholesterol that clogs your arteries. And um, Negaduck calls them knobs. Mm -hmm. and he says, you knobs, you let them right to my secret hideout. Um, the, the other guys decide to attack Darkwing. I, oh, I love the animation of just all of them. All four of them at once jump him. Mm -hmm. And there's this giant fight cloud as they're fighting with him. I've seen a lot of cartoon fight clouds in my time. This is one of the best animated ones I've ever seen. 
They grab him. What do they do with him? They toss him into the cake. They toss him right into the cake. And Quacker Jack's like, what do you think of that? And <laughs> Quacker Jack's like, you knobs. <laughs> oh, he's, and, he's, he's mad. Oh, where did they toss Darkwing? Mm-hmm. Where did they toss him? He tossed him right into the, the finally names drops it. Yeah, the Negaverse. The Negaverse. That's his secret hideout. Um, so the other one, the other guys, the Fearsome Four, they they gone. Um, they run away because you do not want to get Negaduck away right now. He's he's mad. Mm-hmm. Negaduck jumps into the cake too. And tell us a bit about what happens next. DW lands in the Negaverse. Uh, he's he's not really aware of what's going on, but he kind of sees Saint Canard looks pretty bad, and then. Yeah. Uh, Negaduck looks awful, yeah. Yeah, and then Negaduck pops in, and they walk off on in separate directions. <laughs> I, I do like the implication that the only way to enter the Negaverse is if you fly through the roof of the bakery and land on your head in the middle of the street, because mm-hmm. it happens to Darkwing, and it happens to Negaverse too. Neg- <laughs> Negaduck too. It must be the only way to enter this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they exit in separate directions. Um, we get, I think, one of the best versions of the negaduck theme in this shot oh yeah whenever you need to sample it for something you go right to this episode mm-hmm. and i love the bass here dun 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 uh oh his theme is so good uh so darkwing comes home and home doesn't look like he remembers the place is a dump yeah this is the thing with darkwing Whenever things are very different for him, whenever his world changes, he always goes into denial and just thinks he was knocked out for a while and something happened to the town. This isn't the last time it happens to him. Um, He just assumes Goslin knocked out all the power to the city. Mm -hmm. But then we see Goslin. Tell us about Goslin, Will. She's a princess. Isn't she cute? (laughs) Oh, she's adorable. (laughs) Her hair is all in curly. She has little black Mary Janes and a dress. And she's mm-hmm. all polite, and kudos to Christine Kavanaugh for doing her voice so sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she comes in, Darkwing's confused, and somebody else shows up. Yeah, LP. It's Yeah, it's Launchpad. Tell us about Launchpad. How does he look? Oh, man, he looks like a rebel. He's got gun. He, uh, he ain't got no hat on. He, he's not even a pilot anymore. His 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 beard is all scraggly, like he hasn't shaved. And mm-hmm. Yeah, man, he, he's, a, he's a rebel. Yeah, he throws a bag of toys into the kitchen. We mm-hmm. see that teddy bear again. Who's the teddy bear? What's that? Who's the teddy bear? <laughs> yeah. Are you it's talking about Zum- God? No, it's Zummy Gummy from the Gummy Bear. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're talking about from the room. Yeah. Yeah, the teddy bear falls out of the bag. Mm-hmm. It's a nice little shout-out to another show that Tad Stone's worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a little Gummy Bear shout-out. And... Um, you know, Launchpad's it, not a nice guy anymore. I, I think I also saw like a, a magazine in there. It looked like it was supposed to be the Disney Adventures one, but I couldn't really oh, tell. I have to go back and check that out. Good eye. Mm-hmm. Never, I could always, I could be wrong though. I'm always so distracted by the Zummy Gummy doll. I never even noticed what else is in that bag. Um, so a news flash comes on the TV. I think this news announcer—it's the only voice that's a newish character. I think it's Dan because it usually is when he's in an episode. Dan Castellaneta. Um, so he mentions Darkwing's loose in St. Canard, and Mighty Negaduck, who everyone calls Lord Negaduck, wants him arrested on sight. 
this bit now is so fantastic. Negaduck comes in, pushes the news reporter aside, and goes on a rant, yelling the kind of stuff that they would probably not put in a kid's show today. Darkwing should be shot on sight or skinned, skin him alive. It's so fantastic. And, and this great joke comes up. Negaduck says, it's easy to recognize Darkwing Duck. He holds up a photo. He looks just like me. On a black and white TV. On a black, <laughs> black and white TV. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. That's like, really great. Like, anyone could tell the difference. Launchpad does, though. Mm-hmm. He realizes what's up. And he pulls out a grenade launcher. Aims it right at Darkwing. And Goslin. Mm-hmm. Um, so Goslin Launchpad goes all trigger happy, shooting off the grenade launcher. Darkwing runs out of the house with Goslin. Um, who's heard of Darkwing? You know, you, they, you know, there really is a Darkwing duck, she says. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ta- he opens the door to the side of the Muddlefoot, open the window to the Muddlefoot's house and throws Goslin into the house mm-hmm. and then leaps in and comes across a Muddlefoot. Hey. Yeah, Tank. I, I said Hank again. I don't know why I keep screwing that up. <laughs> tank. Who's <laughs> Hank? Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, uh Tank is, he's different. He's polite. You know, he, he's well-grammared. He speaks articulate. <laughs> His hair is slicked back. He's wearing glasses. He's wearing a sweater. And Dana Hill is pretty much doing her regular little boy voice. He sounds just like Max. Like, this is Mac Goof's voice. <laughs> and um, so Tank Caster explained to Darkwing and the audience what's going on. He explains that they're in the Negaverse. And I love how he just has these screens. He pulls down from out of nowhere to explain what's going on. Like, he just had these ready for Darkwing to show up. Um, He explains, this is great. He leans into the camera and goes, you have entered the Negaverse, verse, 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 verse. And he says that. It's not an echo. He -hmm. says it. And if you look quick, you see Darkwing looking around to see where the voice came from. And he sticks his finger in his ear. Um... Tank, Tank mentions that Negaduck's the ruler of the universe, and Darkwing still does not believe this mm-hmm. you know, at all. You know, he does not believe it. And then he runs into Herb and Binky. Well, tell me about Herb and Binky. They're dressed up like bikers. <laughs> yeah, Herb and Binky. Are, I think Binky pulls it off well. She's got like the, uh, the, the long gloves that go up her arms, mm-hmm. and Herb's got chains. Like, they look good. <laughs> Binky looked cute in it, man. She looked cute. But they still act like themselves. Yeah. You know, Binky is very into uh, quote-unquote Lord Negaduck's purple outfit. She's really <laughs> into it. And oh, it's yeah. Honk- they're celebrating Honker's birthday party. And um, Tank mentions to Goslin, you know, you better go get help. And Goslin runs off. And I love this next scene in the backyard. Um, you mentioned you love this scene, too. Why I mean, do you I'm- like it? I mean, I love everything about it. From I do. The, I love everything the, about it. Not even just the theme, just Honker in general. His voice, Katie does an excellent voice, uh, job with his voice on this scene. Uh, but the scene is, is dark, it's edgy, all the color is gone. Uh, it, it reminds me kind of like Lord of the Flies or something, you know? Everything <laughs> is bathed in red. There is no mm-hmm. color. The characters aren't painted. Everything is red. Mm-hmm. The, there's an active volcano in the backyard. There are shrunken heads a cattle skull, you even hear a man screaming on the sound effect. <laughs> and Honker is dressed like a little thug. Mm-hmm. Like in a giant throne. He's the king of this house. 
I'm trying to remember his line when uh, DW first came out and Honker comes out the seat. Ah, he said something really cool, man. I can't even remember what it was. Something he about said, his bar, or like rock on or something, party dude or something. Oh, yeah, in a little bit. When they realize it's Darkwing, he goes, all right, party time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now that we've gotten to know Katie Lee and we see what a sweetheart she is, to hear Honker jumping around screaming, shoot on sight, rip the shreds, burn into fiery ash. It's like, whoa, <laughs> Katie, you gave your all to that. She's such a sweetheart, but this is like the... The most nasty honkers ever sounded. Um, <laughs> go, Katie, if you're listening. That was fantastic. Good job mm-hmm. with this scene. Um, you know, so Honker figured it out, you know, mm-hmm. and they decided to roast Darkwing over a gigantic grill. This must, they must have bought this grill where Launchpad got the giant alarm clock and Ammonia Pine got the giant vacuum cleaner. <laughs> there must be a, a giant sized version of Costco somewhere in St. Canard. Um, so anyway, they have this giant grill. They strap Darkwing to it. And right before they place them on the grill, Darkwing says, I prefer the normal tacky muddlefoots. <laughs> Somebody saves him. Mm-hmm. We get we get one clue, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we see a electricity come across the screen. We're not shown how he saved. We, we don't, we're not shown at all. He gets electric. As soon as the, the spatula hits the grill, he's electrocuted. He gets knocked out, he and spirals out, and it fades mm-hmm. to black. Mm-hmm. And then we fade back in, and Darkwing's all tattered, sitting on a chair. We hear a couple of voices that we recognize, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think we hear a voice that sounds a lot like Bushrew, a lot like uh, Quacker Jack. They ask if he's Darkwing, and when he says, yeah, who do we see? We see... Well, I don't, do we don't Do we want to give their new name out, or we want to go by their old name? No, old name first. Okay, the new name, the the Friendly Four. Yeah, it's, of course, Quackerjack, Megavolt, Liquidator, and Bushroot. Unlike mm-hmm. anybody else in this universe, they're the same designs. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, you know. Yeah. Um, and we don't know right away when the episode fades out. We, we're, just, we're just finishing Act 1 when this part fades out. Um, we think they're the bad guys. You know, Darkwing freaks out, grabs his gas gun, holds it in their faces... And Megavolt's like, okay, okay, we're sorry we messed with the Marty Mallard. <laughs> and they, they pin him down. And Quackerjack says, no, no, we're against Negaduck. Mm-hmm. And the animation in this whole scene, this is my other favorite scene in terms of animation. Because everything is drawn and animated so goofy. And it's very spastic, but it works for this scene. Um, Darkwing still doesn't believe it. They want his help to stop Negaduck. And he's like, I'm, I'm dreaming. I'll just wake myself up. And he cracks his head against a metal door and realizes, no, okay, this isn't a dream. But he wants to go straight home. He does not want to help anybody, does he? Mm-mm. What changes his mind? When he finds out who uh, who's uh, Gaz's guardian. Yeah, Goslin shows up and she gives him a hug. This is a great, this is the only part of the episode that really has a lot of dramatic weight. It really does. And a lot of it is Jim Cummings' voice work here. Because mm-hmm. you know you know how Jim can take that, that usual Darkwing voice and he can drop it down to something a lot heavier and a lot more emotional. Here he does this and it really works. Like, as Goslin's hugging him, he just looks at the other guys and goes, whose kid is this? Mm-hmm. And Bushu tells him, who's Goslin's guardian? Negaduck. Yeah, and... That's gotta be a terrible life. Like yeah. that existence, that existence must be hell. Mm-hmm. 
Like, could you imagine? Like, why would Negaduck even want Goslin around? Like, mm-hmm. slave labor abuse? Why would he want her? And Darkwing realizes he's like in the Negaverse. It's never been a Darkwing Duck to guard the city, mm-hmm. or a Drake, or a Drake Mallard to be a father. And that really opens up so many questions about this universe. You know, is Negaduck just Negaduck? Has he never had an alter ego? That's funny because, like, even our, our tone have changed on the scene. <laughs> you it really know? has. It really has. <laughs> but it opens so much, so many questions about what this world is really like, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of, not to go off on a tangent, in the Boom comics, Negaduck says to Darkwing, he says, you know, I came from the Negaverse. I had to figure out your secret identity. I didn't have one in the Negaverse. I'm too freaking awesome to have a secret identity. He actually tells Darkwing that, that um, which I thought was really cool. Um, so anyway, not to digress, Darkwing realizes he has to stay mm-hmm. for Goslin. If, if, if for anybody, for Goslin. Um, we get a training montage here. Darkwing's all like, uh, <laughs> what's the name of the, the what's the name of the um, the trainer from Rocky? Uh, I forgot his name. Um, Mickey. 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 Yeah, Darkwing's all Mickey here. He's got the, the sweater, the hat, the baseball hat. He's he's telling everybody, you know, gotta be strong, you have to be smart, you have to be inventive. You know, and Quacker Jack's invented something. Since he's your guy, tell us what Quacker Jack came up with. Oh, he came up with a clown with a whole bunch of axes. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what it's gonna do first. Quacker Jack presses a button on this this clown, and Darkwing's looking off screen like, oh come on, give me a break. And this huge axe flies out of the chest and almost takes his beak off. Like, it's great. Like, Quacker Jack is demented. Even though it's a different universe, he's still demented. And mm-hmm. it's just great. So Darkwing says to them, Negaduck, the big advantage here is Negaduck has no idea. You guys have teamed up with Darkwing Duck. He puts on his costume. The door immediately opens. And Negaduck and his gang are already there. Mm-hmm. Like, they had no chance here. It's so weird on this scene because you see Darkwing with uh, Tank, uh, the Friendly Four, and Goslin, and then you see Negaduck with Launchpad and the Muddlefoots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's so it's, weird. It's definitely weird. It's a weird switch. And uh-huh. and all and Launchpad and the Muddlefoots all have you know heavy assault weapons. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. So Negaduck uh, sets Darkwing onto a death trap, straps him to a table with an axe about to cut a rope that's going to crush him with a giant mallet, which Negaduck calls his Nega Hammer. Mm-hmm. Um, a great little subtle uh, Disney World shout-out. I hope you caught it. Negaduck says to Darkwing, um, the old hometown ain't what it used to be, huh, Darkwing? And Darkwing says, oh, a veritable magic kingdom of fun for the whole family. Oh, man, <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> so, um, you know, Negaduck's gloating. You know, Darkwing's like, kill me and get it over with. I know Negaduck's like, you know, he wants to prolong it, but like all good villains, what does Negaduck do? He leaves. He <laughs> leaves. And also, you know, has to rub it in. He has, um, you know, Liquidator, Quackerjack, Megavolt, Bushroot, Goslin, and Tank it, behind glass. They can't help. And he makes sure he calls them losers at least twice. Mm-hmm. So Negaduck leaves, and someone has to save the day. And um, take this one. Who saves the day? Quacker Jack's clown. Quacker, yeah. Uh, we had one axe before. Now we've got four of them. <laughs> it's it's really such a creepy image. The axes move the clown around like it's like a big spider. Mm-hmm. Like it's super creepy. It it 
climbs up onto the table Darkwing's strapped to, and we see, this is great, I love this, from Darkwing's point of view, the axe go over the table and almost split his crotch open. <laughs> and Darkwing's like, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Um, it cuts him free, he gets away, and the clown doesn't survive. The giant hammer comes down, crushes the clown, and the axes all fall limp. It's like, mm-hmm. boop! <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's time to, you know, it's time to get dangerous. Yep, let's get so, dangerous. We're lucky Quackerjack had this moment because he's not really able to help much bring the city back to life. We do get to see what the other three guys do, though. Yeah, Megavolt lights it up. Uh, mm-hmm. Liqui- Liquidator cleans up all the water. And uh, Bushroot, he gives it green life. It turns green. Grass is growing, plants, trees, everywhere. You notice that Megavolt didn't just bring the power back. And Liquidator didn't just clean the water. They somehow fix the structures. Like oh, yeah, Mega, the buildings. Megavolt lights up the city. The buildings become new again. And when, <laughs> and when Liquidator jumps into the fountain, the fountain fixes itself. <laughs> and come on, Bushroot is so happy he can fix these plants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so our final final combat here. Uh, Negaduck is like, you know, Darkwing ruined my St. Canard. I'm going to ruin his. Mm-hmm. Um, so the final confrontation. Um, a big cloud of smoke shows up, and who do we see? The the, uh, the Darkwing Ducks. <laughs> yes. No more friendly four. They are they are called Darkwing's Ducks. Mm-hmm. Each of the four of them is wearing a Darkwing hat, a mask, and a cape. And I, I love the individuality. The mask is sitting on top of Quacker Jack's jester hat. It isn't mm-hmm. on his head. <laughs> Bushroot's hair is coming out of the top of the hat. And Megavolt's the prongs to his helmet is tearing through the hat. Um, it's 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 cute. It's a clever little touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and Megavolt says, you know, we're gonna prove we're not losers anymore. So I, I love this. Negaduck sends Herb at them. What does Herb got? Uh, he had a chain, didn't he? Yeah, he has spatula nunchucks. Mm-hmm. And um, so he slips on Liquidator. Who takes care of Herb? Uh, was it Liquidator? No, I keep throwing these at you for a reason. Oh, this one was Quackerjack. Yeah, and what does he say? It's playtime. He does get to say <laughs> it. I'm thankful he at least got to say it once. Mm-hmm. He kicks Herb right into everybody else, knocks everybody else out, her uh, Binky and Launchpad. And Binky tells Honker, do some life-altering damage to those mm-hmm. nice men who hurt Mommy. <laughs> and um, so Bushroot and Megavolt take out uh, Honker. Honker How, had the chain. Honker yes. had the, yeah. What okay. does Megavolt do? He zaps him. Yeah, and it, it looks like it hurts. I mean, <laughs> they're electrocuting a little kid. That's pretty brutal. Um, and then, <laughs> like, Honker's really getting, again, I keep throwing this to Katie. A great scream. Like, Honker mm-hmm. never has to scream, but he's screaming right now. And Bushroot has rose a big daisy and literally tosses Honker over the entire city. Mm-hmm. Like, that is that is rough. That <laughs> that poor kid. Anyway, um, so Negaduck and Darkwing have a bit of a hand-to-hand combat, don't they? Yeah, they have the, they finally have their standoff. <laughs> yeah, they, they haven't gotten to fight this way before. The mm-hmm. animation doesn't quite work for the karate they're doing. It's a little stiff, but mm-hmm. it's still cool to see the two of them go at it hand-to-hand. Yeah. So Negaduck grabs Darkwing by the, the neck, throws him into everybody else, and gets away inside the portal. Yep. Um, there is one, there is an animation mistake here. 
we see Darkwing in the Friendly Four, uh, the Darkwing stuff's all in a pile. Darkwing's color like Negaduck. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's not the error that not, I caught. Not the big no. one, no. Yeah, okay, okay. Quacker Jack's Darkwing mask is orange. Okay. But I get it, though, because there's so much to keep track of in this episode, so many characters. Mm-hmm. Mistakes will happen, you know? Okay. Yeah, I didn't even catch that one. No, so. yeah, it's not, it's not as blatant as the, the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, so Darkwing goes to goes after Negaduck, but then he needs to make sure Goslin's okay. Mm-hmm. What does she tell him? What did she tell him, Mike? You know, she said, I have four Darkwings to take care of me now. <laughs> it's sweet. It's sweet. So he hugs her, says goodbye. Mm-hmm. Man, this next sequence will. Like, I'm sure this one was sent deliberately to Disney Japan because this whole thing is great. They're, the in, they're in a swirling <laughs> vortex. The colors are swirling around them. There's all these objects floating around. Um, the one that catches my eye every time I watch this one, there's an animator desk that floats past. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like fire hydrants, toilets, a rocking horse. Um, so they're fighting. Negaduck goes after Darkwing with a whip, which Darkwing grabs from him and catches on to the universal plug. Oh, what happens? Well, Negaduck warns them that they, uh, they're going to get sucked into oblivion. Yeah, Darkwing's not listening, though. No, he pulls the plug. <laughs> yep, and this is even better. Like, all these swirling colors, everything gets sucked into this hole. And it's like it's like basically a cyclone of swirling color. It's, yep. it's really well done. And, well, I was afraid this would be the moment when Disney Plus would screw up the episode. Because there's so much, so much light effects going on. Thankfully, mm-hmm. they didn't touch this episode. I'm very thankful. Um mm-hmm. Darkwing manages to hook the the whip onto the exit, you know. Mm-hmm. But does Negaduck? Negaduck isn't so lucky, is he? No. No. It is yeah, a that... really really great shot though of Negaduck trying to claw his way out. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like almost ready to beg for his life, and yeah. then he says, "I'll get you for this, Darkwing Duck." This is as permanent a defeat as you can give a character like Negaduck. I think he needed to be defeated like this in this one because mm-hmm. it, I think it's such a big episode. You have to actually get rid of him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's not permanent. We know he's coming back. Oh yeah, but but, but for this it, episode, it works to it, get him it, get rid of him like that. Yeah, it feels like he's been eliminated, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so Darkwing gets out. This is where we get our big animation mistake, and I hate having to mention it because otherwise, this episode's so damn fantastic. What's the animation mistake? When he pops out of the cake and back into St. Canaro, we see Negaduck for like a split second. But it's so yeah. noticeable, though. Because it's in close-up. Mm-hmm. He pops out of the cake, and he's colored like Negaduck. But it's like right in your face. You can't yeah. miss it. it. It hurts, and it's so hard not to notice it. Um, but it is what it is, because I hate knocking Disney Japan. They do such a fantastic job. But it's oh, not as say- bad. It's not as bad as the Steel Beak error. I think every time we catch an error, we need to say, say if, if if it's worse than that one, and then move on. You know. I don't think any error is worse as that one. <laughs> Again, I hate to knock Disney Australia, but that one was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets out just in time because the cake uh, actually disappears. Yeah. So the implication is Nekaduk is not coming back. Mm-hmm. The gateway is gone. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So how do we wrap up? Well. Well, Darkwing, uh, he returns to the party, and he has a new appreciation of the Motherfoots and uh, the universe that he lives in. 
Mm-hmm. Now he's very happy to see Goslin. Yeah, the coconut burgers are still cooking. He got the cake. <laughs> yeah, Herb's happy to see him, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, Herb is like, we saved some coconut burgers for you. And Drake thinks for a second. And what does he say? How do we end? I don't remember his last words. He says, I love the Muddlefoots. Oh, that's right. That's right. After going <laughs> through that, the Muddlefoots look like saints. <laughs> you know, they're good Basically- it's you know, amazing like how you remember each line and stuff in this episode, like uh, word for I word, could, you know. <laughs> I, could, I could quote this episode, like every single piece. I, I could, I could hum the musical score to this one. <laughs> I love it. It's okay. You know, I watched every episode as they aired. You know, mm-hmm. I did. But yeah. this one came along, and even though there were other ones I loved, the moment this one aired, I became obsessed with it. I watched it over and over, and it was just—it was my favorite episode even then. Yeah. But I now, think... but now we're talking almost thirty years of just actively re- rewatching it over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's that yeah. good. Yeah. Even though I could have seen this one on the Disney Afternoon when I when it first aired, I don't think I caught this one. I think this is one of the episodes that my cousin Ivan didn't send me the tapes, or I didn't oh. catch it on TV. So I caught it you know, a couple years later, you know, like uh, on Toon Disney uh, syndication. That must have blown you away. Oh, yeah. I mean, I liked it. I, I'll never deny I liked it. You know, uh, I loved it. I enjoy it. I can't deny what it is. Uh, you know, I just, people may say, be like, oh, Will doesn't like it as much. I do like it. I just don't like, you know, I, I, this is your baby. I, I had yeah. to hold back, you know. <laughs> and, the, and, the thing is, baby. and the thing is, you love Quacker Jack that much that his solo episodes mean more to you. And that makes oh, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I love all these villains. So seeing them all together, it's yeah. just a treat. And then just to have Disney Japan come in and throw their A-game at it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is A-game Disney Japan. Yeah. Absolutely. There's very little they've done, I say, is at this quality. Maybe some Gargoyles episodes. But mm-hmm. other than that, like, this is some of their best work. Like, their yeah. Gargoyle stuff is fantastic. It really is. I, I, I urge everyone to revisit that show. I have to revisit it. But this is their best of anything else. This is really their best Darkwing, definitely, for sure. Um, so I'm sure we know how many gas gun canisters you're giving this one, right? Five. Like, <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play your game, Infinity. Oh, Infinity. <laughs> <laughs> the only time you're ever going to hear me say that. <laughs> like that's just how much I love this one. It really is. Whenever I marathon the show and I get close to this one, I get excited because okay. it's so it's so great to get. I'm glad we're finally here. I feel like we hit a milestone, you know. It is definitely a milestone. Can't deny that. Um, I'm gonna give it a 0.5. I'm just kidding, Mike. Don't jump oh, on screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's getting a perfect five. This is a perfect episode, man. It's, it's definitely top tier. Can't deny gonna, that. How many episodes have we both agreed get fives so far? I think maybe two or three. Maybe, maybe Justice Ducks and this one. Maybe that's it. I don't think we've really thrown fives out very often, and I'm not going to. Nah. The, be- the best of the best, they deserve to stand alone. I, I think only for me, only one of uh, two more been, episodes might get a five from me. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, there are some great ones coming up. Let's not let's mm-hmm. not even pretend there's some not some great ones. But absolute top tier fives aren't the, too many. I don't want to throw the fives out very often. Yeah, the next yeah. one's getting a pretty good score for me. You know, <laughs> everyone loves the next one. Let's yeah. not, let's not even. Um, we have nothing nothing to rate. So really quick, we will say what the next one is. 
Um, it's dry, it's dry hard. Liquidator. Um, finally, this one should have aired like two months ago. Uh, <laughs> we're finally going to get it now. Uh, we should have a guest host for that one. I'm not going to say who it is because, um, you know, you never know what's going to happen in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to mention who our guest host is. If, if all goes according to plan, this should be fantastic. I know we'll be have lots of people who love this episode. So mm-hmm. look forward to Dry Hard next week. But we also have to do our shout outs and where to find us. Okay, so where can they find us at, Mike? Everywhere. Uh, you guys should all be listening to us by now. But for those who haven't, um, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, um, iHeartRadio, and Pandora. You can speak in your Amazon Echo. It'll play you the latest episode. You can always have it go back and do older ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on YouTube. Um, I do recommend subscribing to YouTube. You don't even have to watch the episodes there. But we have great videos we do post there, including our um, uh, Darkwing virtual panel, which should mm-hmm. be live by then, definitely should be live by then, as well as um, commercials and other videos that we make. Um, so, yeah, definitely check us out on iTunes. Uh, not iTunes, uh, YouTube. Did I say YouTube? Mm-hmm. Okay, YouTube, guys. Uh, rate and review if you can. And um, also join our communities, please. Uh, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So you have, no matter what your social media preference is, we are there. Also, if you guys are feeling feeling inclined, we every Saturday night around 8 p.m. Eastern time, we have a Zoom Darkwing chat that usually goes, could go four to five hours or more. Um, getting bigger all the time. You never know when we might bring in a special guest. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested, contact, um, contact Will. Uh, he's the guy to go to for that because he hosts them. So... Go for that if you're interested. And Will, you got shout-outs tonight? Yeah, I got a few shout-outs. They're all going to be YouTubers. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Michael Badger, uh, Patricia Carrasco, or Carrasco. Uh, it seems like she just joined in because uh, she's on that sinking feeling, and she just commented on that one saying she loves listening to the podcast when uh, she's drawing and stuff. Uh, also want to give a shout-out to Banjo Bear, David Chittister, Chister. Oh man, I screwed that one up. <laughs> and Names another, are hard. <laughs> yeah, and another shout out to a. I, didn't, I have no idea how to pronounce this, Mike. Maybe you can help me. I'll spell it out for you. A M R Y S. A M R Y S. Amorous. Okay. A M. Yeah. Amorous. Amory. Amorous. We're so <laughs> sorry if we said your name incorrectly. We apologize. It happens. Yeah. So those are my shout outs, man. All YouTubers. Uh, you know, I try to bounce back and forth with our shout outs from YouTube to Instagram and Facebook, you know? Yeah, it's, it's good. Everyone gets acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And guys, if you're listening to us on the platforms like the Spotify's and the Apple's or whatever, man, make sure you are subbing to our YouTube channel because by this time, uh, when you, when this airs, this, uh, virtual panel would have been released, yeah. uh, I let Mike get a sneak peek of it today. Uh, it won't drop to this Friday. What's the, what would be this Friday's date? Well, today is, just letting you guys know, today is June 9th. That means Friday is the 12th. Okay, so it'll be dropped June 12th. So this would have been already out. But, you know, make sure you are subscribing to our YouTube channel. If yeah. You have, so you can check that out. Or just go into our YouTube channel to check it out. It's cool. We got 10 uh, cast members from the, the Darkwing Duck show or from the comics. Uh, check it out, man. It's really awesome. Yeah, it bears repeating. This is really good. Having watched it, it's this thing is movie length. 
It yeah. really is. Give you some idea what you're in for, but it's fantastic every second of the way. So please watch it. Will worked very hard putting this together. Like applause for Will for putting this together during yeah. the pandemic, no less. Yeah. And he got some wonderful people on board. Shout outs to all the amazing people who helped put that together. I know we're probably a few weeks out from this dropping, mm -hmm. but now that I've seen it and now that he's completed it, it's really something special. And please, please, please give it a watch. Yeah, it might be the. It might be the closest thing we ever get to a documentary, man. Yeah. Might be. You know, might be. Hey, hey, to have done this during a pandemic is an accomplishment, Will. Mm -hmm. Thank you, and man. And no problem. No problem. You should be proud of this one. And there's some cool things to learn in this as well. Especially mm -hmm. just, I'm going to say no more. You guys just need to watch it. <laughs> um, so that's over on YouTube. Please go over there, subscribe, like, do what you can to get us noticed. So I guess that's all for tonight. Yeah. This, was a, this was a big one. I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, got, got your baby. I gave him a perfect score. So I, sh I showed it his respect that is due. Not Why, just because of you. you. Yeah, I would have given it a five anyway. I would have been more enthusiastic if you wasn't here, <laughs> you know, because I would have had to show it the love that it deserves. You know, I think that would have been insane if both of us were that enthusiastic. <laughs> but I, I know I know I had to take a seat back because I'm going to want that in return uh, probably about a year from now when we get to a With certain your big one. With yeah. Your big one. <laughs> I have my things to say about that one, but that's really your episode. Oh, but you know what? The, the reason why we're making sure this one gets its due, we know it's everyone's favorite. We know this is going to be a popular episode. We know it. The, the most popular episodes always get the most attention, as it seems to us. Mm -hmm. So we hope you guys enjoyed this discussion about definitely the best Darkwing Duck episode of all time. And join us next time. Dry hard. Another good one. All right, guys. Make sure you stay dangerous and make sure you check out the uh, virtual panel. And beware of birthday cakes. <laughs> and remember, still losers. <laughs> <laughs> good night. All right, good night, y'all.